Hello, I'm Linda Seif from The Layered Onion. Thank you for joining us. We will be listening to our amazing creators talk about their art and mental health. 48 million artists all over the world share this lived experience. The Layered Onion was formed to create a supportive community, allowing the creators to focus on their art, bringing their work from the shadows to receive the recognition and opportunities they deserve. Each podcast will feature an artist who talks about their creations and mental wellness. Art is healing. We hope these discussions will inspire you to appreciate the stories behind the creations and more importantly, inspire your inner creator. Together, we can tackle the stigma surrounding mental health. So hello, Bailey. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. So maybe you could introduce yourself to our community and um, talk about both you and your art. Sure. Um, So I'm Bailey Constance, and I am a watercolor primarily and recycled media artist. Um, I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Um, And then after college, I moved to New York and lived in Brooklyn for about eight years. Um, And then um, I mostly worked in the music industry in New York. Um, And that was difficult for me. So I made a lot of life changes and found art as kind of my just the thing that felt the best. Um, And so since then, I've made a lot of changes. I kind of primarily do art now. And um, I still do social media marketing for that day job. Um, But now I live in Albuquerque, and I get to see the mountains every day. And um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about myself. Um, (laughs) So maybe tell me how how are you drawn to watercolor? And also, clearly you must use, you're not, there's a lot of um, detail in black. And is that in a different type of medium? Is that really watercolor? That is actually ink. Okay, Um, that's what I thought, because it's much more bold and prominent. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could talk about how you were drawn to watercolor. Sure. Yeah. So I, I love watercolor a lot because um, number one, living in a very small apartment in New York, it's easy to clean up. (laughs) 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 That was kind of the initial thing. Important. um, (laughs) It can dry pretty fast. So I can put it away at the end of the night. Um, So functional reasons were a big part of it. Um. But as I started just exploring it more, I found that it's extremely um, unpredictable and in some ways unreliable. And I have OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, among many other things that I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the OCD part of me really was grasping for control um but watercolor really taught me how to let go of that and to um 
be extremely intentional about strokes and just anything in life. It just, um, I think, taught me a lot of lessons through being patient. If you overwork it, it's going to not look so great. Um, that also goes with the ADHD that I have, wanting something finished and wanting it complete right then and there. Watercolor just doesn't allow you to do that. Um, so I think that was a really big part of it at the beginning. And at this point in time, it sort of expanded into um, I love foraging for my own pigment and creating my own pigment from plants and soil um, and creating watercolors and water soluble um, paints from that. So it's just been a really sustainable circle for me from the beginning of just looking for colors and staying curious to uh, making a lake pigment that I then use later on. Um, it's just taught me a lot of patience, I think. <laughs> well, I think it's so interesting that you um, have chosen a medium that is not really controllable when you have OCD because and there are, and we should make sure folks know there are many different forms of OCD. I think people often see what, you know, what's in TV or whatever, and that's not the case, as I'm sure you're intimately right. aware, and frankly, I am too. And so it's it's very different, but often uh, that that is really interesting that you chose that challenge what, and very consciously. So mm -hmm. what gave you the courage to do that? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a really sweet way of putting it. <laughs> um, I think I, I had so many thoughts swirling in my head, and it was extremely hard for me to parse out what is what. Um, and I think watercolors just overflowing uncontrollable nature reflected how I felt and um, when I really first started I did a lot of faces just trying to I couldn't put words to what I was feeling and so the watercolors fluid mo movement really um, helped me just like accept that these emotions and these thoughts they can kind of be blurred together and they can exist and um i at the beginning i did a lot of uh like little dots and just playing with how color um, mixes when it's wet and in that i saw myself and saying oh maybe this part of this thought is the ocd Oh, and maybe this part is the depression. Maybe this part is the PTSD. And so I think it allowed me to put colors to the emotions and see them interact with each other in a beautiful way. Um, it just felt so true to what I was experiencing. And I think in other medias, you can't be quite as expressive. Um, um, oh, what's the, what am I trying to say? Like, you can't be as, uh, 
oh shoot i'm trying to find the word um Impulsive. Oh, there you go. That's okay. <laughs> it was not the direction I was going. So good. <laughs> I'm glad I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think uh, the impulsive nature of me that comes with the ADHD and the PTSD um, was able to just be like, yeah, throw an orange in that blue to see what happens. And, and you have to deal with the repercussions in watercolor. <laughs> If it doesn't dry well, like you get a big chunk of something and I like problem solving. I like mm. problem solving and trying to make a mistake look intentional um, or just even reframe it as a mistake. Be like, I meant to do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what then, given the, the fluidity of watercolor and so how they blend, et cetera, what... Um, you put ink over the top, not not of all your pieces, but some of your pieces that provide a structure over mm -hmm. the top of that sort of, whether you want to call it ombre or that variation of color. And tell me a bit more about that, that structure you're yeah. adding. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it's a pretty separate process but it's just as important sometimes um I think that part is when I sort of allow myself to look for control in the piece um but what I'm really doing is I'm looking at how the pigment dries on the paper um how it was affected by the texture or the drying um process and I just want to highlight that detail and so maybe people who might not notice that small detail, if I highlight it, they will. And um, at first, again, it kind of started from this therapeutic place of I need to keep my hands busy while I'm watching TV or else my mind will just sink into the darkness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I would make these really expressive watercolors, come back and just like, trace all of the pigment over and over and over again and create this really um, full and structured look. And when I reflected on it, I was like, I thought what I was doing was correcting my mistakes from the watercolor and saying, oh, I didn't put enough highlight here. Let me do it post-process. Um, but then as I kept doing it, I was like, this isn't really covering my mistakes. It's kind of highlighting the mistakes. And then I thought about it more and I said, well, now I'm just really outlining the way that gravity dries water. So I'm really just tracing the process by which things dry or just settle. Um, and I went to Carlsbad Caverns in, in New Mexico maybe five years ago. And it's this enormous cave system. And there's a lot of different um, rooms, they call them. And I was just completely blown away by how these incredibly intricate structures were formed by just the dripping of water over mm -hmm. billions and billions of years. And I was like, 
that's kind of what my art is like that's it's like I wanted to honor that process in a way that I could do it in this lifetime um and just in that moment I realized that what I was doing was a lot bigger than me it was a lot bigger than just me trying to deal with my emotions it was me observing the natural process of things and kind of accepting it um by engaging with it and kind of drawing attention to these small details and patterns um, um <clears throat> that's kind of a long-winded answer <laughs> well i think what I, I hear a couple things and one of the things i hear is really trying to give some permanence to um, your pieces that reflect really the evolution of time, but doing yeah. it in a timely way. And I can really see that. I can really see that. Um, there was a piece that was featured um, in our uh, uh, article we did with you. Uh, it was sort of almost like these um, turquoise mountains and mm -hmm. an orange kind of whether it was a sunset or background but the the lines there i think are critical because they just really outline sort of crevices and and maybe you know erosion and just different things and without it i think that piece would be so different mm -hmm. and um so I think it really does give a sense of time um, by that ink on top. And then you have other pieces that I see that it's it's almost like it looks like you're looking down on them and it's water, like outlining water droplets. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of people say they're like topographical map kind of looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get this very different feel then. But that also gives me a, a very earthy feel. Both of them have an earthy feel in a different way. Um, and so I, I understand what you're saying. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how your art has changed. Because five years ago, you were in those caverns. You really started painting maybe seven, eight years ago, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. uh, talk... I can definitely, and if people would go to your website, baileycostas.com, they can see you have this one where you say how my work has changed over time, you know, by the years. I really think the evolution is just fascinating in my mind. Maybe you could say from your perspective how you see there's been an evolution in your work. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd be curious to hear what you think as well. Um, I'm experiencing it, you know, differently. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. There's been a lot of change. And uh, I think now it is embracing my love of the lands and earth and natural processes. Um, I think when I lived in New York, I was very lost in how I, I feel like I gave myself a lot of shame for the things that I was interested in 
or maybe the way that I thought and felt about things. Um, but whenever I go into nature, whenever I connect with an animal, all of a sudden it, the spark is back. I feel no judgment towards myself. Like I just, it's all love to me. And I, <laughs> there's a dog outside. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Luca. <laughs> um, so I think what I started to realize was I want to express the wonder and awe that I feel when I look at nature, when I look at um, tiny molecular structures um, and share that interconnectedness with other people and kind of um, really embrace how the land shapes us and just reconnecting with my roots. I, I think I've become so much more confident in that part of myself um, and really see those as my core values now. Um, and just more confident as an artist. I've just worked along this throughout those years, really seeing myself as an artist. I think at the beginning I felt, I mean, I still feel the imposter syndrome, but it was much more acute in those days. And I'd really talk about my art as um, a therapeutic process that I'm using to help myself. Um, but then I started showing people my work and they started telling me how they connect with it or they would tell me word for word kind of what I was feeling when mm -hmm. I was painting something. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, wow, realizing people can connect to this art um, I think it just made me want to focus more on the passage of time, like you're saying, and appreciating it. And um, I think in earlier works, I was in very suicidal, dark places, and time was really difficult to grasp. Um, and now, I mean... I know I have ADHD and time blindness is very severe for me. And um, the ink really helps me like ground myself in time. Um, also moving to the desert has helped a lot because it's so flat. I can really see where the sun is at any point in the day and say, okay, it's time to drink some water or whatever it mm -hmm. is. I, I I think one of the things, a couple things I noticed is I, I definitely see a lot of the struggles in the early work and a lot more um, faces and emotions and uh, processing and, and I, I definitely, obviously doing art in Brooklyn versus the desert that, you know, night and day, right? But what I see now is a much more, some more whimsical feels which equates to me to lightness and mm -hmm. maybe what you were talking about being more confident and in yourself and you can kind of see it in what I would I, I just call it whimsical you know it just seems like you're not you're you're okay with playing with wherever things might go I, I, that's mm -hmm. what I see is this just real evolution um, wow! So That's, congratulations! I think it's it's <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. That that means a lot to me. Um, yeah, because the last the last eight years or so, I've been in therapy every week, two times a week. Uh, group therapy. I've just I really feel like I've been trying to do the work to uh, what they call it in DBT is make a life worth living, and. I think once I've realized um, I need to put that forefront and I start, I start observing that in nature, like um, there's this roadrunner that comes and just eats all the bugs in our yard and suns herself on the, the roof. And she is just so, oh, I just love her because she's so unapologetically herself, but she, you know, she's been chased by hawks. Uh, mm. she's, she's been through it, but she's still just enjoying herself. And I think, um, uh, I've just found a better, deeper level of acceptance of life. Um, and that's, that's thanks to so many people, uh, loving in my life. And I'm really happy to hear that that is shown in my artwork because I really don't, uh, think about that sometimes. But, uh, and maybe that's the power of art being such a healing medium. You can see mm -hmm. the healing process occur, but sometimes when we're in the midst of it or producing, we're not the ones who, maybe you step back over time, you can see it, but, um, you know, for others to see, see the changes. I do notice you have two of your pieces behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you could speak to those because it's great that people can see it. Um, you know, they they definitely, I, I see the desert in the, the lower piece. Yes, <laughs> And definitely. the colors. But maybe talk a little bit about those two pieces. Um, yeah. And describe them a little, for those that are hearing, there's a piece down below that really has what I would call... Um, you know, the adobe colors and the sunset and the, you know, sunrise kind of colors. And the other one almost looks like it could be as you're climbing uh, one of your mountains. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Yeah. So let me walk over here. So you oh, can see awesome. It's clearer. Okay. So... And of course, we're seeing a lot of other lovely pieces. All right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this oh, one. Oh, cool. This one is called Entombed. And um, you can definitely. Oh, okay. I see that. Yeah. So it's, um, there's a turquoise sky. And then we have a mountainside, absolutely. Um, and there's. A body like a shape of a body in the center of it and it's all outlined in really detailed uh, ink ink work and this one is really interesting because when I first started it I felt kind of down and um, was going through a pretty hard PTSD episode and I just wanted to paint a really peaceful place a really Calming colors. These are some of my favorite colors. And uh, whenever I'm feeling really down, I like to imagine myself as just like laying in dirt and just kind of 
being absorbed or just being healed by mud around me. And I think this picture really shows that. But the expression on the face is very pleasant. Let's see. It's pretty peaceful. And I wanted to, like, once I got to the face, the peace sort of changed for me. And it was like, oh, this is this is about healing. This is about like returning to the earth and finding our roots and being thankful for all of the patterns and organisms around us that make us alive. Um, so that's kind of what that one's about. And then let's see if I can crouch. <laughs> right, this one. Um, Yes, I had to use all of my favorite sunset colors. Um, my husband and I call the bright pink hyper pink. Um, Diaper <laughs> pink or hyper? Hyper pink. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I And I exper experimented with some different colored ink on this one. So it's a really light sparkly pink. Um, and <clears throat> this was more of a meditation on tree bark and how I can see that overlap. Yeah. Uh huh. We have these really beautiful Arizona cypresses in our backyard and, um, the tree bark is just orange and green and it's just really stunning mm. and kind of obsessed with that. That's what this one is oh okay oh i really appreciate you sharing all these pieces it's lovely <laughs> yeah yeah so well i i i have you know i, I always feel bad because we get close to the end of time the time goes so quickly um I, I guess i do have one question that i would love to ask you as you think back to um, younger Bailey, knowing what you know now, what kind of advice would you give Bailey? Because I, I think that's really one of the gifts we want to give is as we talk about, you know, empowering artists and reimagining mental health, I, I think the wisdom all of you bring, thinking back at your younger self, what, what wisdom would you give? Oh, boy makes me emotional. <laughs> um, I think I think I would tell her that oh wow, man. Um, I think I would tell her that whenever you feel shame, it's always put on you from someone else it's never your own and to trust in those inner whatever brings you that inner joy just follow it full head of full head um and to never listen to those doubts that you may feel um, 
yeah, just listen to them, observe them, but don't take them as your own. You don't need to take these feelings of shame or um, negative doubts. You don't need to own them as your own. Um, I think that's what I would maybe say to her. Well, I think it's it's powerful advice because it, uh, we're so affected by both visually what we see, um, and I do think that uh, you know often, especially in um, media, we get these feelings of what life is like, which you know yes. isn't necessarily what well it isn't what life is like, right? <laughs> and no. it, so and and it really takes time to evolve. But if we could give that wisdom to younger selves, uh, maybe we would get to a better spot sooner, right? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah, we could all. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, because I, I'm thankful for all of those hard lessons and those difficult challenges. Um, because I wouldn't be who I am today without them. But right, like I would probably be uh, feeling better about myself if I had placed that shame where it needs to be, where it's, mm-hmm. but not, it's not our own. Well, I, you do absolutely beautiful work, and I love your pieces. Do you have anything else that you would want to share Oh my goodness. I I would just say that anybody, any artist who's out there living with multiple diagnoses, <laughs> depression, anxiety, PTSD, ADHD, OCD, whatever it is, those things don't define you. Um, they are a part of you and they can be integrated and you can work with it and it can really be a gift. Um, and to share it with other people because then people can tell you that because sometimes it's really hard to tell that to yourself. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to share share that artwork. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate that you were willing to come on and talk and talk so honestly. Thank you for that. And share your artwork and um, look forward to, you know, seeing more of your pieces and following you on your social media and your different um, work. And thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Linda. It was a pleasure. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. It is an honor to talk with these amazing creators. You can see and read the artist's work in The Shallot, our journal of mental health, art, and literature, or on our website, thelayeredonion.com. Thank you. A little more.